Hi, and welcome to the Kent Now podcast. I'm Mayor Dana Ralph. In this podcast, you will hear from city leaders, city workers, and engaged residents. We discuss local news, current events, and provide educational and engaging content for the Kent resident who wants to stay plugged into our community. Thanks for listening. Now here are our hosts, Josh Mossberg and Tracy Taylor. Left the door wide open. We did. Yeah. Do you guys hear about the aurora? Apparently, there was like some something going on with the sun or whatever. So the aurora borealis was like visible across the United States this week, what? and then, but we didn't. We had too much cloud cover. Clouds we never saw. Yeah, yeah. Nobody told but me. people in Arizona could see a full aurora borealis. Stop. Crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. We are in our little get a little incubator over here. A little uh, thing, you know. Well, is thing. that what we're calling it these a days? Thing. A thing. An incubator. Little thing. Little thing. Fantastic. Thanks, bud. Thanks, Steve. I'm gonna take your mics away. You should. Too late. <laughs> Too late. Welcome back to Kent Now. I'm Josh Mossberg. I'm Tracy Taylor. And it is episode nine. Nine is fine. That's all you got, really. And divine, and kind of kind. Oh, okay. Kyle's no, shaking should, his head. Okay, we do have a new. Face and name oh and voice in the building. Well, not really, because we talked to him. Well, he was on a previous he episode, was. right? So mm-hmm. Kevin was last time. Now mm-hmm. we've got Kyle. Kyle's officially our executive producer. Mm. Kyle, Hi. anything to say? Not yet. Okay, we'll see. Understood. Maybe at the <laughs> end of the story. That's the end of the story. Well, anyway, it's episode number nine. We're glad you're back. But I do want to take a moment, Josh, because I did a little research. A little research. Yep. Mm-hmm. This like, ought to be good. This. All right. Okay. You know what? Stop. Oh, let's hear it. Let's hear it. I'd like to take a moment to thank our listeners. Ready? They're in Poland. They're in Germany. They're in Canada, Nigeria, the United Kingdom, Brazil, France, Georgia, Texas, Alabama, Arizona, Idaho, and New York. Just and, there? And Kent. And Ken. And Washington. Okay, okay good. Yeah, Washington. Mm-hmm. So a big thank oh. you to all of Shouts you that out. listen yeah. all around the world. We are world-renowned. World-renowned. I love that for us. Interesting. How many of those places are also a Kent? Kent True. Georgia. I know there's a Kent in, in Kent, Alabama. There's, like Ohio in, in like, the UK. Yes, yeah, in the Kent, UK, UK. So we do have the Kent UK. Maybe it's Kent UK that was listening to us. <laughs> okay. But I don't believe there's a Kent Idaho or a Kent dropping. New York. Maybe or, not yet. Or Brazil. Probably not either. Probably not. France. No. I wonder if it's like they live here, right? But maybe they're vi- they're visiting because I can't see why some. Well, not to I, disparage I our no, listeners, see, but now like you are. you are now you are. No, I'm not though. I'm just now not sure. Are. Like, why would the average, you know, French citizen be listening to a podcast because about a funny. municipal government because in Washington we're State? Funny, <laughs> we're funny. I think it's a VPN. Kyle, help! It's a VPN. A VPN. <laughs> I think somebody. Oh, I can see that. Like, yeah. I'm hosted out in France. You know. Yeah, I can see that. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, anyway, I just wanted to say a big thank you because I'm getting a lot of buzz on our podcast about people listening all over we the world. We welcome all new listeners thank to you. our glorious podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, thank you. Yes. And you know what else is really fun, too, Josh, that just came out in uh, the Seattle Times? What? Tacos. 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 And guess what today is? Tacos. The day we're recording. <gasps> well, the day that we record. Yes. What we record Tuesday. is Taco Tuesday. Mm. Well, wait. 
but it's... do we tell people <laughs> is the implication that we record the day it comes out no okay who has time for that i don't know okay the seattle times food writer just came out with the top 30 best tacos in western washington one right here in kent josh have we done a cuisines of kent on this i place? don't believe we have okay and it's it's the carnitas taco at mm-hmm. taqueria La Estrella mm-hmm. food truck. They are right? looking for a new lot, though. So okay. maybe we ask them to park it in City Hall's parking lot. Either that or right outside my apartment would be great as That's, well. That would work. So yeah. if we could, um, you know, talk to someone at ECD, get that permit going, that would be great. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, you can't go wrong with Kent Tacos, I think. And no. they said that the best taco was in Burlington. I beg to differ. I feel one. like we're going to have to probably conduct a full investigation. I agree. Um, and report back to our listeners. What Perhaps you, even produce a new Cuisines video. We'll talk to Tobias. What do you like on your taco? All, all, all the things, except people trying to throw tomatoes on there. What is wrong can't with do it. that? Okay, listen. No. I might have talked about this already. I have a thing with tomatoes. I just can't do it. So I, I do, you know, I like ketchup, I like tomato soup, I like salsa, but the actual like fresh, like wet tomato, forget about it. Salsa is wet too, I can't do it. I'm just, but it's mixed, it's mixed with other things. It's like spiced, just generic plain tomatoes. No, you can't spice your tomato. You can spice your tomato, though. You do know that, well, right? A little salt, maybe some pepper. Cayenne I mean, pepper. to be fair, I mean, how many vegetables do you just straight munch on without seasoning? I mean, do you do that with Carrots. a potato? That's true. Or okay. an onion. Okay. Just grab an onion you make and a just good eat point. like an apple. But I feel like you know, I, I throw some salt on a potato or a raw potato. No, I cook the potato oh. you know put it in the oven okay. or, or something like that or you know i'm a big fan of like asparagus <gasps> broccoli carrots For somebody like, that likes asparagus that you stuff. don't like tomatoes it's i'm telling you it's something about the texture maybe and the taste it's just i got the anti-tomato gene i don't know what to say like <laughs> Anti- it takes a minute for your palate okay to develop. don't it's act okay. like there isn't a food that you just can't stand what is it there's Mushrooms. gotta be one right Mushrooms for me. Mushrooms for you? Yeah. Well, okay. it tastes like dirt, so. Yeah. No, I, I don't yeah. really think I have one. Really? I eat all of the vegetables. All, all of them. All of the vegetables? All of, all of the vegetables. Are somebody you said sure? to me, yes, I do. Okay. And somebody said to me the other day that salsa is a smoothie, and I about lost my <laughs> mind. I'm like, how no. is, uh, who, wait, are you blending your salsa? How, why? What well, are you doing? People do do that, but. Why? You're definitely not it. a smoothie. No. It's so weird. It's like that one conversation we had the other day. Yeah. It was about the, uh, what was it about? <laughs> it, it, I, I'm asking you We have you a, a lot question. of conversations we throughout do. the day. No, it was, <laughs> it was like a, is this a that kind of thing? But like with sandwiches, right? Oh. Is a taco a sandwich? No, 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 no. It no, was, it was a hot dog. Is a hot dog a yeah, sandwich? Is a hot dog a sandwich? No, I don't think no, it is. No, probably not. No. Maybe we should put a poll out. A hamburger is a sandwich. Yes. Okay. All right. Hmm. That's fine. At least we can agree on that. We will move on on that one, too. Well, speaking of hot dogs, can you get hot dogs at the Shower Center? I believe you can. That okay. and pretzels. With, and pretzels. With really good queso. Awesome. Might I have to try that, that yep. next time I go see the Seattle Thunderbirds. I know. I Can you believe it? They are now officially into the championship, Western Conference championship. Tickets are on sale now for their big, uh, big. I want to say face-off. Is that fair? Is yeah. face-off? They're going to face, face off. off. Who are they facing face off they're against? Fa- well, you know, face Oh, that looks off. like a fun word to say. <laughs> it is. Cam Loops Blazers. <laughs> yes, the Cam Loops Blazers. They're Where, in, what is Cam Loops? Is, is that, that a place? That is Canada. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Hockey. Mm. Canada. Gotcha. Cam Loops. Mm-hmm. I like that word. Mm-hmm. 
Well, anyway, tickets are on sale now for their match at 6.05, April 29th at Assesso Showwear Center. It's going to be a good time. Mm-hmm. And they have hot dogs. They do. And beer. Mm. Mm. And beer. Yeah. Something else going on. <laughs> Pretty exciting stuff. Okay. We uh, are actually going to have one of our staff members on later to talk about a new park. Yes. But multiple new parks, right? Yeah. So one thing we are super excited about here at the city and that our parks department is very excited about is the newly renovated Salt Air Vista Park. Um, It's been under construction for a little while and super excited to say that there is a full new playground replacement Mm -hmm. set, new swings, uh, an updated lawn area, new irrigation, some stormwater upgrades. Nature trails. Nature trails. I love that. And the nature play area too. So you can go connect with nature, be zen, I'm going to bring my blanket and my, and my alm with me. Yes. And, um, <laughs> you know, just be your best self. You do a, a meditation out there. Kyle is worried about you right now. Like he's shaking his head and he can't quite figure out what you're talking about. I feel about. like he says that to me. Often? He, he does that no matter what I say. True. I'm not mad. Well, to be fair, throughout my life, everyone I meet does that. But it's okay. Uh, well, I mean, I've embraced it. I just, mm-hmm. you are who you are. I'm a free spirit. That's why I'm going to go meditate at the Salt Air Vista nature area. Other thing that we've got going on is the Kent Farmer's Market. I live for farmer's markets during the summertime. Live for them. Like, I will drop everything. I'll be like, my girlfriends are like, you want to go have brunch? No, I'm going shopping. Where are you going shopping? Farmer's Market. It's just the right thing to do, right? Support local businesses. Love farmers yes, markets. Yes, they yep. are very, very good. Very, very cool. We've got one that starts up here on June 17th that's going to be on 2nd Ave between Smith and Gow Street with Living Well Kent and Kent Lions Club and their partnership for the new farmers market. Uh, start. It's going to be every Saturday, again, starting June 17th. What would you grab at the farmers market? If you were to just randomly go, what yeah. are you going to get? You know, I'd probably go for like one of those mason jars of like honey or jam like you know the handcrafted specialty i don't even know what it means when they say handcrafted because like how do you do that with jam right are you when they say that what is happening right no i just like to put it on my sandwiches you know it's like that (laughs) okay you know what that reference is right yeah i just walk around with a shirt and no pants no Winnie the Pooh. No, he loved. Well, I mean, I don't think okay. you've worn pants so my f- every time I've seen you. I'm just saying. <laughs> to your knowledge, yes. yes. To your knowledge. Favorite thing at the farmer's market? Yes. I would have to say it's those mason jars with the jam and the jelly. Mm. You know, I like to get those or are artisanal and all that. Mm. I like how that sounds. Makes me seem quirky. Like you have to admit, right? You have the option of getting your jam or jelly or whatnot or honey from a farmer's market or you're going to go to the grocery store. Farmer's market's going to slap. It's going to be much better. I love that one you said slap because that's like the second time I've heard you say that. And I just now know what you meant when you said that. So I'm like, yes, I'm finally figuring it out. Congratulations. Thank you. I feel what? Hear about your local honey, though, too, from the farmer's market. It's actually good for you for your allergies. Really? What? It's it's collected from bees. There's obviously that around the area that are collecting pollen from all the flowers. So it actually helps with your allergy defense, too. How, Me and Trace are just looking at each other like, like we just learned something. How, yeah, we totally. That's crazy. I can't. Yeah. Kyle, the bee expert. Are you a beekeeper? No. Oh. Do you want to be? Just thought it was a fun fact. Anyway, farmers markets start here every Saturday on June 17th. Thank you for the partnership with Living Well Kent and the Kent Lions Club. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of great stuff happening in Kent and around the region. Mm-hmm. You hear from it from us on yeah, the show. Totally. On social media, mm-hmm. right? But you also hear from it. 
on the news from the news. I love and that. Speaking of news, oh, we have a very special guest. I love it. We have Zach Anders from Fox 13 Seattle here joining us in the Kent Now studio. Welcome, Zach. Welcome, Hello. Zach. Hi. Thank you for having me. Can we take a moment, though, really quick, because he's wearing a cougar hat, and I have a little bit of a problem with this, but I'll mm. let it slide because... Well, no, no, let me stop you right there. <sighs> I think you're outnumbered. I am also I know. Two AWSU Pullman I, graduate. I get, Go Cougs, by the way. No, no. I think it's a fair. I'm okay. a husky. Oh, you're a husky? So, oh, oh, it's even. Okay, even. Oh, even. Mm. <laughs> balance. Right? Anyway. I love balance for all of us. <laughs> As I all do. things should be. Yeah. But Zach, welcome. Welcome to Kent Now. Thank you for having me. Fantastic. Tell me and the audience a little bit about what it is you do. Uh, so when I was starting out, I was an MMJ, which is a... Uh, uh, you're, you're your own cameraman, mm -hmm. and okay. I fortunately am out of Portland and now into Seattle, better better situation. So now I have a camera person that oh, comes nice. with me, and we do stories together. And um, I think the biggest misconception people have is that there's a lot more time to work on these stories than there actually is. We come in to the meeting at 9 o'clock, and what you see on the 5 o'clock news and now the 4 o'clock news mm -hmm. is what we put together uh, in that 9 o'clock meeting, and then we call – you guys at different cities or police departments and find out what's happening and schedule interviews and never have lunch and just <laughs> a lot of energy drinks there probably is a lot, yes there's a lot yeah. of energy drinks consumed yeah. in those couple of hours for sure yeah so now that you have kind of stepped up from portland to seattle you've got a photog and whatnot kind of walk us through what a day-to-day -day is for you from i mean you go to the editorial meeting right at nine you're handed your story what happens next right away it's that panic of oh my goodness how am I going to tell this story because sometimes it's something as abstract as hey we we think that trash collection might be delayed because of the weather sure and then you're like okay well I I know roughly who I could talk to but at the end of the day that oh, totally ends up being something entirely different because mm -hmm. you get out there and you talk to different people and so it really just is a frantic like couple of phone calls within the first probably half hour from that meeting and then you'll maybe relay back to your your managers what you think the direction of the day might be. Sometimes you'll get something and you're already out the door within two minutes, you know, if it's a, um, a something that we know for sure we're going to cover. Like imagine overnight there was some sort of violent crime, mm -hmm. you know, we'll be out the door right away. Is there is there like an internal competition, like kind of like, you know, when you're in school, you, you see the first person that finishes their test and you're like, oh, crap, like I'm behind. You know, so Sometimes. so like someone heads out the door and you're like, oh, they already have it figured out. What am I doing? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. OK. Interesting. I mean, it's kind of like you're in your own little world once you do start on your story. Sure. I will say that sometimes because we're all tasked with bringing a story to the editorial meeting every day, which is a challenge to like find something that's worth putting on the news at night, you know. Yeah. And sometimes other reporters will have the same idea you have. And you just what have happens. to like stare at them like, and I hope you don't get called on first today because I can see it in your eyes. You saw that Facebook <laughs> post too or the mm -hmm. next door post in your So you guys don't do like a way. thumb war or a no, rock, paper, scissors or anything like that? that's not how that works. No. no, but it also kind of depends on who your executive producer for the show is and um, or your assistant news director or your news director. Some news directors come to the editorial meeting, some don't. Sometimes it's the assistant news director, they come to the meeting and then they make the call. 
So essentially when you're sitting in that room, they lay Sounds it all like out. really anything could happen. It's true. It really is. Mm. Okay. Keeps it, you on your toes. Keeps it exciting. it feels like it's not necessarily for the reporters needs to be even be there. You know, like it's mostly for the producers to know how they're going to format their shows. Okay. So the lead story is pretty obvious most days, true. I would yeah. say. For sure. So what do you think is like probably the most interesting or just, I don't know, weird story you think you've covered recently? Mm, Anything come to mind? Recently? Or just ever, oh, I guess. I was in yeah. uh, Gig Harbor on Friday and we were covering a Nerf war that has completely <laughs> oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Oh, did, uh, is it a turf war or a Nerf? Nerf. Ner as Maybe in, like, both. Oh, I well, like yeah, act, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nerf, N-E-R-F. Like, as in, like, like the, toy. the toys. Yeah. So you have covered a lot in your career, and especially when it comes to government. Now, you've worked with different police departments in different municipalities, government, city officials, mm -hmm. mayors, deputy mayors, and whatnot. What, in your opinion, makes Kent stand out from everybody else? The engagement that you guys have with the socials, um, not only... Do people recognize the logo now on their social feeds based on the interactions and things like that? But I think that that proactive approach has been helpful for us. Mm -hmm. Like those those stories that we cover a lot of uh, really sad, unfortunate stuff that happens all around in our communities. And right now it feels like there's a lot of that news getting out there. So it seems like municipalities, cities feel like their only responsibility is to step up to the plate when the bad thing happens and to communicate to the public when the bad things are happening. Mm -hmm. The press release that comes out and says, we're so sorry, this is what happened in our community last night. And the, the pe that's really all people get to interact with their city governments now is, you know, the bad press releases when there's a lot more good happening in our city. So I've always appreciated any anybody that steps up to the plate and actually puts forward Something else, you know, mm -hmm. anything else. Yeah, nice to have some good news on your feed instead of just all the uh, totally. other break. stuff all the time, right? Yeah. Yeah, we, we certainly try to, you know, put as much information out there in a fun way and personal way about our events, programs, services, opportunities in the community. Um, like, I know we've got a, some great events coming up at Showware, at Kent Station, summer's coming up, our summer concerts, our right. parks, new, just new stuff happening all the time. And, you know, that, that kind of, heavy stuff is going to happen. And I think initially when Kent's social media started kind of deviating, becoming a little more, uh, to some cringy, to others, meme whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. people were asking questions like, you know, oh, our taxpayer dollars are going to us. What is the intent? Like what's happening here? Right. And the way we've always thought about it, which has been supported by our leadership is that the, the fact that we can reach more people, have a wider audience, have more just eyes on our content means that when we do have those critical public safety situations, um, for example, you know, during winter weather, we have a ton of closures. We have perhaps even power going out. Mm -hmm. We have a way to communicate mm -hmm. and to reach our residents and to reach our audiences. And so that's the way we've always conceptualized it. It's really fun, you know, to be able to post our, our memes or whatnot. But, you know, I think a lot of people do can can appreciate the fact that we're on top of it when it comes to the good and the bad. So and it's reaching another generation too. They, they know where to look. Now. Yeah. They know, they see it naturally because they're on these platforms and this is where they, you know, they live. That's the bread and butter. They're not the Facebook generation anymore, but mm -hmm. they're seeing the TikToks and the Instagram reels. And now they know where to look, where their city government is. They know where it exists, right? It's not just this kind of 
bright light off in the distance. That right, your parents smoke and mirrors about. in the totally. dark room. You know, people planning everything. The yeah. one thing I can appreciate though about this city's social media accounts is the fact that we give a really good balance of fun and informational and very, very serious. And we can make the informational and serious stuff actually more consumable to mm-hmm. younger people who find it difficult. And so I think with having a just a multi-generational staff and team here, we all have our different ways of deciphering that kind of information and making it better for our audience. That's the one kind of bone I have to pick sometimes with news is that we we have certain demographics that we know are out there that we want to tell the news to each night. But then there's this whole block of young people who just are not sitting down, to be mm-hmm. frank, and watching the five o'clock news. There are other ways to reach them, and it's really tough and challenging to find out how to be engaging and, you know, uh, enter into these different platforms and different spaces where they sure. are and try and communicate to them. Because that's that's an yeah. entire generation of consumers, voters, a whole future block of millions of people that are not going to be in the what we would have called traditional media streams mm-hmm. anymore. And they're probably not going to get older and reroute themselves towards those you know, old mediums, they're not sitting down reading the newspaper anymore, and they're certainly not sitting down watching a lot of TV over the air. Well, by the time they uh, they get older, the TikTok is going to be what TV is now. <laughs> the TikTok. And I love it's going to be it's gonna, <laughs> the, the TikTok. TikTok. The TikTok. It's going to be an implant. We're all going to be watching. There's going to be Just a the microchip over your left pupil. It's, it's okay. Gonna be your, it's going to be like a really bad episode of Black Mirror, or am I dating myself when I say that? No. No. Okay. No. All right, no, Black Mirror is pretty good. Pretty scary, though. Very scary. It, it, yeah, is. it would be nice. <laughs> you know, I, I personally don't want anything like that, but it would be nice to have like a little HP bar or like a little food. Like, you, you, it's <laughs> no. like, you know, uh, no, like, uh, like a heads up display no. that I can just walk around. At this point? <laughs> I know. It's like, what well, I just need to know, like, am I hungry or am I? You don't know if you're hungry. So what works? To get your story, your message out right now in the media, what is working for you? Mm, that's a good question. So I just went over, I, I lived over in London for a while and was doing uh, some other education over there. And it was very interesting to see how not only the British and their funny non-commercial TV news, right? They have 24 hours of nonstop programming, no commercials. And wow, that's crazy. I'm like, I'm thinking <laughs> that about that. That sounds going, like a lot of work. Yeah, that's too much work. Wow. Yeah. Well, I would present them like my American stories and they would be like, why is it so fast? Why did you just <laughs> scream all that information at me? I'm like, what do you mean? We've got 90 <laughs> seconds and then commercial. And they're like, this is the BBC, friend. You can take all the time you want. Mm-hmm. And hmm. that huh. does kind of permeate into the other platforms a little bit. I, I feel like the rest of the world isn't, well... The rest of some of the other audiences in Europe aren't obsessed with like fast, fast content. Mm -hmm. They do appreciate longer form pieces and the social platforms that they're trying to post these on are kind of constraining that. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot more storytelling that takes place over, you know, rather than seconds, minutes, which I appreciate. And I think that is going to be what works for me going forward. That's what I'm going to focus on. But there's a lot, you know, that that does work. You can hit just certain buzzwords, really, when you put into the captions now, and that will put your video up higher than the rest. And sure. it doesn't even matter what the content or quality of your video was. It's all about 
search engine optimization. Is that that uh, hashtag FYP? And then yes. that little mm-hmm. Japanese character. It's like the smiley is face. Is that what that is? Yeah, it's like some... Drives me nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like the smiley face, though. Spent days cool putting one. together a video, and you're like, all right, hit post. And somebody just and you get, filmed on their phone for 10 seconds. Well, it's it's almost kind of like what's going on with Twitter right now. Right. Right? Like, because now everyone that has a blue check mark and paid for that is just shooting up to the replies on every tweet, regardless of the content or the size of the account. So you have to, like, scroll past, like, five or six blue checks that sometimes are just not even related to the tweet it's right. replied to to see actual replies. So, well, you'd want to talk about how dangerous that is. Yeah. yeah. The fact well, that the verification system is all broken now and cities and, and any government mm-hmm. agency that needs to get information out in a timely emergency like manner is now could be flooded with. I right. mean, we've already seen it. Oh, yeah. No, totally. I mean, just the like it's going to be difficult for people to distinguish what is authentic and legitimate as their government or their response I know we, you know, we lost our blue check mark. weren't about to pay for that, by the way. Want to make that clear? Um, but we <laughs> applied for the great check mark. Took like a week. We complained a little bit on Twitter. A bunch of other uh, government agencies came in to support us. Support. We had DOT, they, DNR. They didn't have theirs. They yet. didn't get theirs. No. Yeah, no. but we got lucky, I guess. And so we got our great check, and we got a square profile picture now. I yeah. guess so. That's. I never got a blue check anyway. Oh, so you I, didn't? Yeah. I, I wasn't really that into it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I lost my credibility when I lost my blue check mark. There's a little piece of you. Yeah, goes away, it does it? go mm-hmm. away. Yeah. That's okay. The thing is, is people know who they can trust and who they can't trust. We really appreciate you coming down and being a part of the podcast. Thank you again for your insight. Thank you for your intel. And most importantly, thank you for being transparent about not yeah, only as absolutely. a journalist, but also about just what, it takes not only for your job, but what I think us as a municipality needs to do to make life a little bit easier for journalists too. So yeah, thank absolutely. you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, most importantly, go Cougs. Thanks, Zach, for oh, being yeah. here. jeez. Oh, <laughs> All right. So another great event coming up is the Kent Museum Welcoming Figure Dedication, mm-hmm. Tracy. Yeah. There is a bit of a misconception about Native culture that I'm going to clear up that directly ties into this. Okay. Right? A lot of people assume that throughout the world, throughout you know North America, all Native tribes would make those totems, right? They, right. They, but those are actually more associated with uh, Alaskan tribes. Okay. And so here in this area, Washington State, the traditional land of the Muckleshoot Duwamish uh, people, they actually did welcoming figures. And we have a member of one of those tribes, uh, Mike Evans. He's actually the honorable chair of the Snohomish tribe of Indians, Mm -hmm. father of the Blue Heron Canoe family, and the vice president of the Greater Kent Historical Society. He is carving a welcoming figure, and he's going to put it at the Kent Historical Museum grounds. The event to dedicate that and to just, as an opportunity to check out the museum is going to be on April 29th at 1 p.m. And there's a really good video that's up on our Facebook page right now of how he started this too. So if you want to see the video and he kind of goes into a really good explanation of what it is and what to expect when you come for the event and go check it out now. It's on our videos. If you go to our videos on uh, facebook.com, you know, we were just talking about Showware Center, Josh, and we were talking about one, the Seattle Thunderbirds, but there are some really, really fun, fun events that are going to be happening at SSO Showware Center here in the next couple of weeks. One, 
everyone, don't forget to get your tickets for the Thunderbirds. I'm going to say that one more time because this is like a big deal with them being in the Western Conference Championship right now. Big, we want to see, big deal. It is. And, and the tickets, we want to just make sure that we rock that house. But we also want to make sure that we grab our tickets for Gary Allen. Country music fans love this guy. He's got that raspy country okay. sound. If you love old time country music, like Gary Allen's hanging home. out on your tractor with some, some iced tea type. No, yes. Beat. No, we're not talking about Jason oh. Aldean. We're talking about Gary Allen. <laughs> Jason Aldean sings a song about tractors. Okay. So does Kenny Chesney. But I'm just you saying. You know, when I think country, I, think I just most. think they're all tractor songs. No, they're but... not all tractor songs. I would say about 96% of them are tractor songs. Okay. Gary Allen does not have a tractor song. He does, however, have a lot of Z songs. Gotcha. He talks about a lot of crime. Okay. Uh, there's the International Festival that's happening June 3rd. Jurassic World Live Tour. Sorry, what? Jurassic World Live Tour. Tell me, tell me more yes, immediately. Yes, I know. The dinosaurs, if you love Jurassic Park, you will love the Jurassic World live tour June 9th through the 11th at Assesso Shore Center. What exactly is that? Are it's like big replica dinosaurs. No way. Yes. They're bringing animatronic How, dinosaurs to the Shore I don't know if they're Center. animatronic, but I okay. would say they're, I saw. That. They're not live. No. I sure. hope they're animatronic. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. Uh, I've seen dangerous. a couple it's, movies. There's like Godzilla, uh, right? That, you know? I don't know if we have the right insurance for that. Yeah, Probably I'm, not. Probably not. Uh, anyway, yeah, get your tickets now. Go to Assesso Shower Center's well, website. Quick question, though. Sure. Do you think, like, if we dropped a T-Rex in the Assesso Shower Center, do you think you could get out? It's a good question, right? It's got like, short arms, you know, can't I mean, open the doors. But does it need to open? I, I feel like a door, a T-Rex isn't really going to try to walk through a door. No. You know, it's more like, can it, like, break through the walls? Yeah. Have you not watched? Any what are they of the made dress? of, though? What are they made? Like, what are the walls made of? Does that matter? Oh, the no, walls? it never. No, <laughs> walls? nothing. Yeah, well, the T Rex is made of meat. But... T Rex is made of meat and bones for sure. <laughs> True. No, wall. They can break through anything. I mean, they create crate craters, right? They create what? craters. Create craters. Yeah. T Rexes. Yeah. Like they do. Right. T Rex is the they, notorious crater I, creators. But I'm just saying, if he falls down, he's big, right? Oh, you mean and so he weighs. Yeah, because he's a large dude. Yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. Dude. Yeah. Well, they definitely wouldn't use their little arms to like dig out from under it, like prison escape style. So I guess they'd have it's to true. just like use their head to bash through the walls. They could probably do it. I'm going to. what you're saying? Yes. Final answer? Final answer. Okay. Okay. Uh, Tweety Town is happening at Kent Station. There are decorated birdhouses that are going to be on display. You can vote on your Tweety favorite. Tweety Town. Tweety Town. I love that. <laughs> if you're a bird aficionado, then go check it out. There you have them on display near Daiso. And we're going to team up to clean up one more time. Josh, so much teaming, teaming up and so much cleaning up. We love doing this here. We like to talk trash, too. So We do like to talk mm -hmm. trash. 9 a.m. to noon, graffiti cleanup each spring and fall. The Kent team team up to clean up community-wide <laughs> day of service. Sorry. Why can't I say that? Team up to clean up. Ding, ding, clean up. Ding, 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 ding. Bushmouth. A team up to clean up on May Woo. 6th. I know. 9 a.m. We to love noon. to team up and clean up here, no, we, don't we, Tracy? We do. And we like to do what else? We like to pick up trash and clean up graffiti. And talk trash. And, of course, talk trash. You talk more trash than I do, though. Debatable. Uh, Kyle, what do you think? Again, balance. <laughs> As all things Fair. should be. Mm -hmm. yep. Good answer. Uh, all the time. <laughs> Community-wide day of service. Beautify Kent individual schools, businesses, uh, social groups come together. They remove litter and graffiti at various locations around the city. If you want to form a team or sign up, you can go now to kentwa.gov slash talking trash. 
team up to clean up. And it's true to its name because this year our public works and uh, police departments are teaming up. It used to be a graffiti event, used to be a trash pickup event, but they have truly teamed up and is now a cleanup. Cleanup. I love that. Group thing. I wish people could see what you're doing. I was doing good hand motions. You were doing the, Like two things, fingers interlocking, they have become one. Yeah. Really excited about that. Okay. All right. So next, we also have a great event. This July, we have our Kent Cornucopia Days Mm -hmm. coming back. I think back in the day, this was actually what was the Lettuce Festival. Have you heard of this? No. It's a fun fact. So Kent, at one point in the past, was the lettuce capital of the world. Oh. Right? Also, at one point, was the hops capital of the West. (gasps) Stop. For a beer aficionado like myself, I'm kind of You should know that. The Lettuce Festival eventually became Cornucopia Days. I don't know how or why that happened. Probably because we stopped making as much lettuce, less farming. Okay. But anyway... It is a super fun festival, parade. There's going to be places to eat, Mm -hmm. face painting, you know, cool little performances. It's going to be all around downtown Kent. It's all going to be happening July 14th, 15th, and 16th. Mm -hmm. And on the 15th, there's going to be a 5K run or walk. And that's really exciting. Thank you for making sure that we all understood you can walk too. Well, it. we want to be inclusive. Of course. You get your cool outfit. You right. get your cool number. Mm-hmm. Take the photo finish. People, friends and family cheering you on. It's a Love great it. time. Yeah. And the thing is, is this year's shirt has already been unveiled and it's very retro. Oh. It's very cool. I'm excited yeah. to see it. Uh, I'm also excited because I I love a good rodeo, Josh. You know, I you. Do. it sounds like you are really into tractors and country, so that makes sense. Yeah, it kind of goes, yeah, it kind of fits hand in hand. Hand in hand. Or or as one of my friends would say, that tracks. Oh, hmm. but dumb. Right, Kyle? We're going we're gonna to get those at some point. Don't but worry about it, listeners. Oh, we'll I have was that. like, what are you? What happened just now? That, was, like, that was my so sound effect. I love, but I, I, I did it slowly yeah. so that it was like... Anyway, I um, thought it was funny. Did it fit? Did it work? No. Oh, okay. Well, I tried. I kind of tried. Anyway, the uh, (laughs) Kent Community Bike Rodeo, May 20th from 10 to 1. Fun, interactive, non-competitive skills course designed for kids to improve their bike handling and traffic safety skills. Perfect from the former traffic reporter. I'm just saying. Mm Yep. I love it. Comes well recommended. It does. And I was there last year. I'm excited to go again this year. And Kent PD is always on hand with their bike uh, team to help out. And so it's very, very cool. We've got all the info about the bike rodeo right now at kentwa.gov. Now that we've talked about bike rodeos, we have to talk about our pets. I love pets. I know you do. You but have so two. so do you. You love pets too. I do, because I have four dogs. That's a lot. I- <laughs> it was way too many. But they're all small dogs. They're wiener dogs. So, okay. I mean... I have four wiener dogs at home. I'm not going <laughs> to out you to our listeners about all your wiener dog swag at right. your office. Yep. It's only completely covered in small dogs. It, yes. So I guess I will be outing you. You just but, did. Thank you. Yeah. But tell we, us about the pet fest. I'm very excited about this because there's a lot of hard work behind the scenes with Kent Station as we're partnering with them. Also with RASC, the Regional Animal Services of King County uh, for a licensing event. Kent Station, this is going to happen on June 3rd from noon to three. It's a fun filled furry event for cats, dogs and critters. We've got a dog. Critters. Critters. Yes. What is a critter? Well, you've got bunnies. There's lizards. We have lizards. Can you get Bearded your lizard dragons. licensed? I believe you have to. Yeah, you're, that makes sense. Yeah, you're okay. going to have to get your pet licensed. It's a pet, right? 
Yep. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yep. It's good to do that, it by is. the way, because, you know, if they ever, your lizard ever scurries off. It's happened. Your, your cat climbs up a tree. You didn't. You don't know where it went. You know, someone finds it, get them licensed. Maybe they got a car, their name, a phone number to call. Maybe they're chipped. You can, can you track them? Is you that can. What the chips do? Yeah. I have two cats, by the way, right. to our listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're not chipped. I need to maybe consider doing that. I think you should do that. I also think you should probably bathe them and give them a good clipping okay. before, before well, our event on June 3rd. Well, I actually have a bit of a story for you. Oh, I love this. So um, this Hang weekend. On, let me grab my popcorn. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. This weekend, I decided that Sundays were going to be my uh, kitty um, maintenance days, my kitty cleanup days, if you will. Every Sunday? Every Sunday. Okay. Or, or, well, maybe we'll start with every other Sunday okay, and kind of see what's what's needed, right? right but sure. baby steps. the hair, like any people listening that have cats, cat hair, obviously a big problem, right? Right. I have been uh, bordering on a mental breakdown. Why? By the amount of hair oh. on everything. Okay. And so, you know, I got my lint rollers do that. I have my pet Hair dryer button. sheet yep. things mm-hmm. that I guess are supposed to help that kind of don't, but you know, it's a thought. And so this weekend I was like, you know, it's time to brush and we're going to bathe. Oh, all right. So one of my cat's name is Ginger. The other one's name is Gracie. Oh, I was, I was waiting at, for you to say Marianne. <laughs> um, Gracie like is fine being brushed. I got the Furminator. Oh, came highly recommended. On. Like this brush firm- on Amazon. Furminator. Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah, it's like this. I've got one of those too. Yeah, it's like this dogs. deep brush that just gets that off. <laughs> Takes out the undercoat. Yeah. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. You never heard of this? It, no. It's an underbrush. That's yeah. The Furinator. It's just like that next level that me. a normal brush can't do, right? Okay. Gracie's like fine with it. Ginger though. Definitely the most vocal cat I've ever heard. She is basically screaming bloody murder. The second I make any indication that it's time to be brushed or bathed, it's all hell breaks loose. Um, She is running. Yeah, she's running. And it's just, she's one of those cats that like, thinks she owns you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That she's super demandy. Like every day when I get up to get ready for work, First thing that happens is she jumps on the bed and starts demanding to be fed. Mm. Um, she, We're having a full-on conversation at this point, right? That sounds like me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you she know. to be fed. Sometimes she asks outside time, something like that. I do that too. Um, you do that too? You need, do. Who do you ask for your outside time? Myself. Okay. Just whining the whole time. I yeah. am. All the time. Fair enough. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it was quite the ordeal. They were a bit smelly before. Mm -hmm. I mean, okay, and I want to be clear that it's not like this is the first time I've bathed them ever. It's just been like a few weeks. Mm. But um, so I did that, right? And then after I brushed them again, and there was still a bunch of hair coming off. So kind of like no end in sight. So now I'm very much considering shaving a few inches off. Lion's cuts are very, very much recommended during the summertime, for sure. Probably going to have to do that because... Yeah. It's a lot of hair. Anyway. I'm more impressed you didn't get the just, but she just scratched at you. No, she's not really like a violent scratcher. Once in a while she'll hiss, but she never actually tries to like hurt me or anything. Fun fact, she's plotting your death right now. I'm sure she has it planned out. I'm almost positive. Yeah. Almost positive. Anyway, (laughs) get your cats and dogs groomed up and ready to go. We've got really a lot of fun planned for PawFest. June 3rd, Kent Station from noon to 3, dog trainers, dog agility courses, and demonstrations. We are going to have pup cups. We are going to have a pet costume contest and a pet parade so break out the outfits absolutely if they can handle it get them all dressed up it's gonna be a great time i believe one of our co-workers is bringing his 
weird looking lion cat as well on a leash. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, the Maine Coon. Is that what it's called? I think it's called that, right? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Those are some big cats. It's like a 30 pound cat. So essentially, we're having a cougar come to the mm-hmm. thing. Okay, little bobcat. Got it. Yep. Little bobcat. All right. Cat. Well, looking forward to that paw fest. All right. Can so be a good time. Let's get into some new parks, though, Josh. I new know, park alert. I'm so excited because why? You want to know why? Tell me. There's space involved. Love space. I do love the space. The final, not the final. No. The final. Yeah. Fun front. Oh. Oops. The final frontier. I love it. <laughs> It works. It works. I even like the from, 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 from. That's fine, too. We, yeah, we that go, works. Yeah, we'll Why go not? with that as well. We don't know what's out there. No, we don't. But, but we, we're learning. But, but we do know who's in the room with us right now. It's Michelle oh. Wilmot from our Economic and Community Development. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Of course. Space, parks, Carison Park. Tell us a little bit about Space for Kids at Carison. Okay. <laughs> space for Kids at Carison Park is going to be the very first municipal park in the country to offer augmented reality okay wow. augmented reality that so sounds like, kind of cool it does kind of sound kind of cool so what is augmented reality for people that don't know what that is it's like a tool that helps you augment your imagination to like make it bigger than you can already imagine oh like Whoa. it's you you could pretend you're shooting a rocket off from Mission Control. What? You could pretend you're riding the lunar rover in the park. I love it. You can learn about the lunar rover. You could learn about NASA. You could learn like what spacesuits are made of. Well, that sounds super cool. How are people going to go about doing that? Like, what is involved in actually you know getting that augmented reality at uh, Curson Park? Well, we have a company called Prime Studios, not to be confused with Amazon Prime. It is a company that specializes in virtual and augmented reality applications. So this will be a free app that people can download onto their phones and experience all of these out-of-this-world activities at this park. Love that. And so the park itself, right? So we we touched on kind of like the big, shiny, awesome part of the park, right? Sure. But the park itself, just without the augmented reality too, is going to be really, really cool. Mm-hmm. It's nothing like we have here yet, right, Michelle? Could you tell us a little bit about like what's actually at the park? Yes, it is beyond cool. I was just there this morning experimenting with all of the fun things that there are to do. Right. So there is a life-size interactive lunar rover replica that you can actually sit on and it is as close to real life as can be while still withstanding life in a public space. What's really cool about this lunar rover is that it was modeled off of the originals that were built by the Boeing company here in Kent Mm -hmm. over 50 years ago. But we have local Boeing retirees that actually worked on the original lunar rovers that actually helped us build these. Really? Wow. Really comes full cool. circle, doesn't it? It really does. That's I love so cool. that. So are they going to be on hand possibly to welcome in this beautiful they new park? They absolutely are. They are super excited about it already. They're planning to be in attendance. They're lo- bringing their grandkids. Oh, nice. I, see, <laughs> it really does come full circle. So again, the new park, Space for Kids at Carousel Park, is grand opening is May 20th here in downtown Kent. Um, I know that we've got a fun-filled day 
for that whole grand opening, correct? Yes. Wonderful. We are planning. So it starts at 1030. Okay. But we're anticipating it's going to go till about noon. But okay. people can stay all day long and play and experience the park because there's more than just a lunar rover. There is a lunar landing module, which you can go inside. There is a mission control panel where you can pretend to launch a rocket. It also has some fun features where it's like the Simon game using the mission control. Okay. And you can even talk from the mission control panel to the people inside the lunar lander, just Uh like they did on the moon. I can see it already. It's like walkie-talkie. kids out there, they're going to be... On a whole mission, exploring, talking to each other, planning, strategizing. It. It's going to be really cool. Going to be a prime influencer spot, I'm sure. Totally. To get those Instagram well, selfies. I think that people need to know the why we're doing this sure. space theme park. Yeah. Because, Tell us. Um, we and Kent have a lot of space jobs that are still happening today. Just because Boeing opened its space Center, Mm -hmm. which is still in existence today, in 1965, we still have a huge amount of space work, Mm -hmm. space jobs, space innovations occurring here in our community, and most people don't even know about it. It's so secret squirrely. You drive down our valley, out on West Valley, you see these giant buildings, and you have no idea what's going on inside. And we are making really cool, out-of-this-world stuff in Kent. In fact... We have over half of the jobs in Washington State's space sector Mm. are here in our community. Over half, like 13,000 people working in space. And it doesn't mean you have to be an astronaut. You could be working in HR at a space company. You could be doing 3D printing. Mm. You can do all kinds of interesting, really cool, highly advanced manufacturing in some of these companies. But it not only is it really cool jobs, but it is a humongous driver to our economy. And we want Kent kids to know that there's amazing opportunities at amazing companies right here in their backyard. So we want to inspire kids at a young age to know that, hey, it shouldn't be unheard of to get a, a gig in space here in Kent. It's been happening for over 50 years and it can happen for the next uh, 50. So that's that's part of the rhyme and reason to why this space park is so very cool. So Boeing has a lot to do with this. And you had mentioned that, you know, there was a lot of um, incorporation and collaboration when it comes to this. But what else is Boeing doing? Boeing um, has weighed in on the um, support for what we've tried to do with the lunar rovers and getting them named historic landmarks. We have three lunar rovers on the moon that were built by Boeing here in Kent that are designated as state historic landmarks. Mm. And they have been hugely supportive of that. They also are hiring leaps and bounds in our community. And they also need lots of people to work for them. And they are also very much involved in the space race. In fact, they're looking at being part of the new space station development as the current one is being um, decommissioned. But they actually are partnering with us and have sponsored to help us build this app. Otherwise, um, we, we wouldn't have the, um, the wherewithal to be able to get an app like this developed. Sure. Well, we should mention, Josh, Michelle brought us some really cool toys. I know that nobody can see them, but we can definitely give you the ASMR and the space stuff. Will fun little tchotchkes be provi- uh, provided? Tchotchke. Yeah. It's what? like, isn't it a tchotchke? It's a what? pen. What is that? 
You don't know what a tchotchke is? No. It's just a little small takeaway. They're like a little small. It's like a like a knickknack. Yes. Okay. That's my old speaking when I say tchotchke. I've never heard of that. Okay. A small object that is decorative rather than strictly functional. Have you heard of it? No, just now. Okay. I mean, I've heard of tchotchke for oh, sure. There right? we go. I mean, so we excited. have actual mission patches. You know how every astronaut that goes to space gets a mission patch? Yeah. We are going to have mission patches. I love that. We're only ordering 300, so they're bound to be a collector's item. Mm. That's a really cool Very idea. Nice. I feel like we should have more mission patches for just general stuff. Like, you know, Saturday when I wake up in the morning, if sure. I stayed up really late the night before, mm -hmm. I should get a patch for getting out of bed before noon, probably. <laughs> um, I'll look into that what for you. you? Yeah, I'm, I, yeah. Mm, or, I'm or like, not. or like if I manage to, um, you know, go to the grocery store, get some grocery items instead of just doing a, like a DoorDash or sure. Instacart. I, I'll make a patch. I need a, got a patch for I, that. I'll make a patch yeah. for you and it'll be called adulting. Okay. Yeah. There, there you go. Let's go. go. Wait, right. too many patches. Just one. It's like being a Boy Scout all over again, right? One big patch. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, thank I'm you. Super into that. Yeah. <laughs> thank you again, Michelle, for being one <laughs> guest on the podcast today, talking a little bit more about Carousel Park. We are excited about this. The grand opening on May twentieth, downtown Kent. You will find more information on all of our social platforms, and make sure that you uh, check it out if you're going to be traveling through the downtown corridor. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks for having me. Alrighty, that's all we have for you today on the ninth episode of Kent Now. Join us next week for next week double digits. How about two weeks? How about two weeks? Yeah. See us in two weeks, yep. and we're gonna hit double digits. We're gonna do something very special. I'm just making that up now. Thank you. Looking at Tracy. Thank you. So get ready. It's gonna be great. Join us. Don't planning. forget, you can check out all of these events in our programs, Can't wait. services, great stuff on our social media How's at City of Kent. See you next week.